WNBA Nation, how is it going? Excited for an episode tonight with my friend Logan Jones. My name is Kyle Haywood, but Logan, how are you doing tonight? I'm good, Kyle. Uh, we're coming in hot. Just we, we were both just on the Twitter timeline not too long ago. There's free agency news dropping left and right now. So yes. We, we had to hop on. <laughs> so as you probably can tell by the title of this episode, it's kind of our last big free agency news before signing. However, by the time you're listening to this, signing will have started. So there's a decent chance that some of what we are going to be discussing today will have changed. But as of uh, 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time on January 31st, uh, that's what we're going to be discussing. We're going to be discussing the news as of right now and kind of our thoughts, our, our takes on all of this. And, uh, yeah, you can, you can listen to that. And then, uh, when it's wrong or when things change, we'll have another episode that we'll be recording on Wednesday that will obviously address all of that, um, that I believe Steve and I will be doing Wednesday evening. So, um, but Logan, uh, I'm pretty stoked to talk about, there's been a lot of news dropping over the last, you know, 24 to 48 hours all over Twitter. Um, big time newsbreakers. We have to give a shout out to, uh, two Twitter accounts in particular that have been phenomenal as far as breaking news with WNBA free agency. The first one is at Christina. That's at K-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-A. Christina Williams, our good friend, um, has been putting in a ton of work covering the league and covering all things women's basketball, uh, including getting some major hookups with Athletes Unlimited and uh, doing a ton of coverage there as well. So big shout out to Christina. We're huge fans of all of her content. Make sure that you're following her there. The other person you should be following as far as news dropping with WNBA free agency is Rachel Galligan. Um, that's at Rach Gall, uh, R-A-C-H-G-A-L-L. Definitely be following both of those accounts. They do a ton of uh, if you want to stay up with all the latest with WNBA free agency or WNBA news, those are two great Twitter accounts that we highly, highly recommend that we enjoy quite a bit ourselves. Um, but Logan, speaking of Twitter accounts, where can people connect with us? Absolutely. They can connect with us first on twitch.tv slash WNBA nation, where we record all of our episodes uh, live. So you can be part of the discussion there. You can also, if you have an Amazon prime account, I now do. Uh, I hadn't. Logan's going to subscribe. But you can, uh, every (laughs) month, you have an opportunity to subscribe for free with your Amazon Prime account, uh, which helps the show financially, which is super cool, at no cost to you. So we really appreciate that. You can also follow us on Twitter at WNBNationPod for all the latest news and updates there. And you can get merch on our Store Envy page. We've got WNBA merch over at Store Envy. Uh, If you aren't able to find that, you can can come on to the, uh, the Twitch stream and we'll have that linked. We'll probably have it linked in our Twitter bio and things like that as well. And lastly, um, this is the one I always forget, but if you listen to the show on any podcasting platform and you haven't yet left a review, 
Uh, drop us a five-star review, and we'll read it on the air, and we'll get to play the five-star review drop, which is my favorite part of the show. Um, <laughs> we really appreciate those. Uh, they help us get found by more people, especially now in the off-season. We're really uh, working hard to bring you guys quality content every week so that we can kind of keep this train going right into the, the draft and then beyond. So I'm um, excited for all that. We got all the plugs out of the way. Kyle, let's do it. All right, Logan, let's hop into the biggest news that's currently happening all over uh, all over Twitter right now. And that is that uh, it is being reported. Obviously, none of this is official until, you know, for at least a few more hours, which by the time you're listening to this, maybe it is official, maybe it isn't. But uh, news breaking that apparently Brianna Stewart has reached an agreement uh, with the Seattle Storm for a one year Supermax deal. Logan, your initial gut reaction, I'm sure, is similar to a lot of people's initial gut reaction. But tell us what went through your mind immediately as soon as you heard this news. Well, first, it's big for Seattle. I think people are getting ahead of themselves and thinking about what that means for next year. And we'll talk about that. But it's a big deal for Seattle. It sounds like they're going to retain Bree Stewart. And signs are kind of indicating that they're going to hold on to Jewel Lloyd. Sue's going to play another year. I mean, that's a team that we expected to contend for a title last year. And they're bringing basically everybody back. So it's a big deal for Seattle. It's a bigger deal for free agent spenders in 2023 because now you've got a year runway to basically get your books and your team in order in order to make a convincing pitch to get Bree Stewart on your team. And if that means cutting somebody that you thought was going to be a part of your future long-term in order to land Stewie, New York Liberty, I'm looking at you. Um, that might be, that might be what it takes. Uh, she's going to be a hot commodity next summer. That's going to be fun to, to kind of keep tabs on this year. I think it's pretty undeniable what a one-year contract means. It means the same thing it did when Emma Meesman signed her one-year Supermax in 2020. Uh, we're going to talk about where she's at now, but I'll give you a little hint. It's not Washington. So uh, that's <laughs> that's pretty much what that means. It, it looks like she's going to have one more year in Seattle, and then you know she's going to take everyone's best offer next year. And I know the early favorite, as, as it is with every sport and every free agency, the early favorite is going to be L.A. and New York. It sounds like New York is really going to try to make a push to, to steal Seattle's core and see if they can add it to their young crop of, of youngins over there and put a title team together. Absolutely. But yeah, you, that's pretty much my same thoughts. Um, obviously, New York has been you know, in talks and she's met with New York. Um, so obviously, that's kind of a big deal there. I could also see some other teams that uh, offer some big time, you know, uh, some big time upside could be a team like uh, like an L.A. or something in the future could potentially make a move there. Um, I will say that uh, that, yeah, that that one year Supermax really, really is just a hey, I'm going to throw Seattle a bone for Sue's last year. Like that's 100 percent what it looks like to me. Um, she doesn't want to lock down anything in it, uh, anything in the future. However, I think she still feels like Seattle is a contender, and maybe she's got a chance at bringing home a championship with, you know, with the Seattle Storm before she likely goes ahead and moves on to another team uh, in the future. But either way, some big news coming out about Bree Stewart. Um, it sounds as though. Jewel Lloyd is also looking to re-sign with, uh, with the Seattle Storm. However, even though she's been cored, nothing seems super set in stone there. And she apparently also took a meeting with the New York Liberty. 
Logan, do you think that Bree re-signing this one-year Supermax will have any bearing at all on uh, Jewel Lloyd's uh, free agency status, uh, even with that core designation? Uh, do I think it'll affect her... The team she plays Her for decision. this year? No, yeah, I don't. Yeah. I, I, well, I, I mean, in the sense that I think Bree coming back guarantees that I think Jewel's going to come back. This okay. indicates to me a let's win one more together and then we're going to part ways. That's what it looks like to me. I think Sue Bird's gotcha. final season is is here. I think Bree Stewart probably knows that she can leave Seattle and not be a villain because she's already won the City of Pair titles. And I think Jules ready to either go follow Stewie somewhere else like New York or go, or go be the A1 somewhere like the Sparks. Um, we have been talking about the Sparks pending off season in 2023 for like a year and a half on this show. And yes. nothing, nothing has changed. I, I know we need to talk specifically about Jewel and Stewie and individual players, but I think it's worth mentioning because I don't see it talked enough about or talked about enough on Twitter. They are so quietly preparing to win every single free agent in, in not this offseason, but the following offseason. Uh, if you go look right. up their, their salary cap, they literally have two players under contract in 2023, 2024, and it's Jasmine <laughs> Walker and Arella Garentis. Um, so it's literally, they're going to have all the money and they're going to be able to say, Hey, Stewie, we can give you the contract you want. We can give you Los Angeles, which no other team can do. And we can give you whatever other players that you want to put around you. We've got the money and like they, they will come and the Liberty can give her something similar. Cause I think the Liberty are going to be contenders yeah. and they're a little bit more established. I think the, Sparks I think are the Liberty gonna... are a little bit ahead in that process. Do you sure, know what but, I mean? Like the I Sparks think that... are also going to fire Derek Fisher and probably let her hand pick. <laughs> like if she wants to hand pick her head coach, if she wants to be the head coach, maybe, I don't know. <laughs> you got like a LeBron situation. Going on. Like that, they can create that team in her image if they want to, or she can go join New York and be in a big market there and wear surf green and play for a team that I think this coming season is going to be really big and really convincing. Yeah. So, uh, and other teams are going to be in the mix. I think Minnesota uh, has a has a chance. Like if Sylvia Fowles retires and Minnesota puts together like their hey, I've you know Cheryl Reeve, I've won four rings, come play for Minnesota package. You know, you never mm-hmm. know. She will definitely be courted by quite a few teams. It's all speculation at this point, um, but it is worth mentioning. Like I I think those Seattle players are all kind of I, I'm sure they're communicating behind the scenes and saying like hey, Jewel's got the core contract. Bree's got the super max. Sue's going to turn in one more year and then probably be done. Why don't we try to run it back one more time? Win a million dollars in the commissioner's cup, you know, like get it, get it done, <laughs> cash in as much as we can. And then the youngins will go. That's the second time I've used youngins on this episode and I already don't like it. Um, but <laughs> you know, Jewel still has plenty of playing time left. Stewie can go have an entire another career in a different city and, and be great. So. Um, all of the scenarios, like you're going to hear them on this show. You're going to see them on Twitter. If you're on uh, kind of the Twitter sphere, you're going to see a million different scenarios proposed that could be enticing for Stewie. Um, it, it's probably, it's going to be a fun exercise, but I think we shouldn't overlook the fact that she wouldn't go back to Seattle this year if she didn't think they would contend. And that makes Seattle right. a threat for the title again for one more year. And then they've got a serious yeah. rebuild on their hands, but we'll get there when we get there. Well, yeah, they've won. They won two out of three seasons, and then missed last year with, and they were still really good. And so I think they're like, hey, like, look at what Chicago did last year. 
you know, it really is anybody's game. And if we're a contender and we've got one last shot, let's take one last shot and then let's go and maybe move forward. So I like it. Uh, some other free agency news that uh, that's dropped recently. Laisha Clarendon will be re-signing with the Lynx, apparently, which I'm super excited for the Minnesota Lynx as well as Laisha Clarendon. Um, they've played so, so well uh, for Minnesota. And when... When Clarendon came to Minnesota, Minnesota, I think it lost like five straight, their first five games or something of, of the season. And, and when they arrived, immediately Clarendon came in and made a difference and they started to win and ended up being the three seed by the end of the season. Now, starting out with like an 0 and 5, it was 0 and 4 or 0 and 5. I'm, I'm blanking off the top of my head. But starting off that poorly and finishing as the three seed in a season that is as short as the WNBA is that's so impressive. And obviously the, the difference that Clarendon made with that Minnesota squad was palpable. So um, pretty, I'm pretty excited about that. I really do think that the links are quietly, maybe one of the better teams in the WNBA and zero people are talking about Minnesota. Um, and I don't know why, because they were fantastic last year and aren't really losing anybody and are just continuing to make good moves. So um, I think that was that's some big news there. Logan, any thoughts on the Clarendon potential re-signing? Yeah, you're right about Minnesota's start to the year. They lost four straight, and then they got their first win in overtime against Connecticut last season. Uh, and that kind of righted the ship for a really good stretch. I mean, they put together some winning streaks of eight games, five games, four games. Like They, they especially ended the season really strong, and she was a catalyst for a lot of that. Um, right. They're the secret sauce, man. I, I think Clarendon's a really good player. Um, and it's it's one of those players that you, you can't go look up the stats and be like, oh, like she adds 15 points a game and 10 rebounds a game. Like she's not one of those type of players. It's just right. it's so many little things. And how much better the team looks when they're on the floor is so obvious. And I'm glad that she got to cash in on that because it deserves to be recognized. Um, Agreed. I can tell you at least two people who are going to be talking about Minnesota a whole lot. And it's you and I. Um, and I suspect, <laughs> yes, I suspect Jason and, and Steve are going to be on board as well because we're going to convince them to be in our group chat. But this is going to be a pretty pro Minnesota uh, podcast <laughs> when the season rolls around. It, it's going to be another really fun season. Just take the, the macro view here really quick. It looks like Chicago's doing its best to reload and not just stand pat with the, its existing team. And right. it looks like Seattle's going to have that, like, run it back one more year energy. Connecticut's going to still be Connecticut, so they're going to be in the mix. Don't know if they're going to get it done. Vegas is going to feel like they need to finally prove something with Asia Wilson at the helm. Uh, Minnesota is kind of that outside looking in, like, I think they're just as talented as anybody, but I understand why other teams are getting the headlines. Yeah. Um, because it just it feels like they've got the firepower and the star power. So. Um, they've they've made some signings though. I mean, we've we've also got a rumor, um, which I think has been confirmed, that Angel McCautry is headed that way. Is that? Yeah, I believe it was. Uh, I believe that McCautry. Yeah, it, but again, I haven't seen anything recent on it, and so that was like an early an early rumor, and yeah. haven't er, haven't seen really the, yeah, anything else. The word from that. was, and this is a couple of days old, but the word was that Angel would go to Minnesota, and Brianne January would end up with Seattle. Those were two like right. we haven't or we're still waiting for like the contract details because signing isn't technically till tomorrow. But there is a lot of that kind of going on. Like there's aside from Stewie and I think Tina, who we'll, who we'll talk about next, I imagine. 
a lot of players right. and a lot of free agency news are kind of they're they're rotational pieces, right? There's there's no big splashes like a Candace Parker happening, right? Where where they're like leaving their team and they're gonna go be the centerpiece of a new team. It's right. a lot of tinkering. There's a lot of teams out there trying to find the right mix that's gonna get them over the top to a championship. Well consider that right now the jury's still out on Sylvia Fowles. Um, sounds like she likely will come back for one more year, but obviously we can't make that call a hundred percent, but Sylvia Fowles and, you know, if you're looking as, you know, at Minnesota and you're Cheryl Reeve, you might be considering, Hey, when, when Sylvia leaves, who's my veteran on the squad, you know, that's, that's playing starter minutes. Cause right now you've got, uh, you know, you've got players like Collier and, uh, Dangerfield and some of these young players that yeah are, are really solid and are are rookie of the year and all star level players, but when you have someone who's a vet like a seasoned pro been there for a long time, someone like McCautry could come in and and kind of maybe take some of that the the reins there from uh, Sweet Sill to be able to move forward for that Minnesota squad and adding just that score that scoring power um, to Minnesota. I think is an underrated move because Minnesota plays phenomenal defense, always has, always will. And, um, and they, they kind of had a lot of like scoring by committee this season, but you bring in McCautry, who's an immediate threat, uh, both driving to the, to the hoop and, uh, especially she, her game, her bread and butter's getting to the line. Uh, and so I, I think that that's an easy, uh, an easy, Big time pickup that will probably get overlooked because of some of the other signings, like your Emma Miesemans, your uh, Bree Stewart's, Joe Lloyd's, uh, you know, players like that that might be all over the place. And who knows? Jury's still out on when slash if um, Liz Cambage signs with anyone. So we'll see. We'll see what happens there. Yeah, I know, I know we're wondering um, through this, but I don't know if we touched on that. Emma Miesman hasn't played in a couple of years now, but is heading to Chicago. Um, yeah, kind of an interesting pickup there if you're Chicago, because I, you know, Chicago doesn't need necessarily to do anything to still be the most talented group, but I appreciate that they're still always trying to retool and, and come back better. Emma Meeson is a heck of a player. She's a formal finals MVP for Washington. Like we all love Meeson on the pod, but she also hasn't played in three years. Yeah. There's, there's question marks there for sure. Her last time on the court was when she won finals MVP, and then right. she was gone Which for is, the next two seasons. That makes her a perfect pickup for Chicago because you got this like yeah. high ceiling. Like your risk is that you're the you same don't need her, last year. but you're yeah you're it's it's high risk high reward because yeah. you don't need her, but could really if she if she's around could make a giant difference. Yeah, that's tough tough to compete with, even if you got like a good. If you've got a Phoenix team that's rolling out Griner, Tina Charles, and Diana Tarazi, that's a heck of a trio. But Chicago's got an entire like eight deep lineup of all stars, and it's that can be terrifying. Um, yeah, t- <laughs> the Tina Charles rumors are fun. How, where are, are you blessed. at? Where are you at with Tina leaving? Oh my gosh, I don't stinking know, man. Uh, if Tina does leave. If Tina goes to Phoenix, I've seen this this rumor, and I don't know how much smoke there really is to this fire, 
Um, or if, or if there is really any fire with we, the smoke, we know there's interest say. on Phoenix's part, which is like, oh, of course, okay, well, there's of course also there interest is. in every other team's part, but we don't know what that means. So. I think every team with, uh, you know, with any semblance, we're, of we're interested sports on knowledge should be interested host the podcast. Um, but that doesn't necessarily mean that she's going to pick up our phone call. Like there's right. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. If I, I don't think we have the money to be able to sign uh, Tina Charles to be a, a, a fifth host. Do it for the, the fans, show, but, Charles. Do it yeah. for the fans. <laughs> hey, if when you're done chasing a title, come chase uh, podcast fame with us. That would be a lot of fun. Um, uh, so yeah, I don't know what to think about. I, th- I think that I think that there could be something to be said about Tina Charles to Phoenix. I think it makes a lot of sense. She obviously wants a ring. They went to the finals last year. I don't know if they are a favorite to get to the finals again this year for me because of what you said earlier of teams like Connecticut, Chicago, um, even like Minnesota, Seattle. Like those are all really strong teams. Las Vegas, which we haven't even talked about Las Vegas yet, but. Um. Yeah, like there's a whole lot there that I don't know if I would say Phoenix is a favorite, but then again, they weren't a favorite last year, and they were a couple games away from a title. So, um, so some really, really interesting rumors there surrounding, uh, surrounding, um, Tina Charles. Um, so what do you think about uh Crystal Bradford signing with the Chicago Sky? We've got Chicago Sky basically bringing in both Emma Miesman and Crystal Bradford and re-signing Copper. What do you think? Yeah, Crystal Bradford's an interesting player. She played for the Sparks in 2015, and then in the, uh, she was in Atlanta last year. Um, had a good year. I mean, she was not someone that was really on my radar. She's more of a rotational player than a starter. She started a couple games for him. Um, I, you know... I think she's a good pickup. She shoots the ball well. She can step out and hit threes if they need her to. She's not afraid to shoot from the perimeter. She's not going to probably bring a ton elsewhere. I, I mean, she's young. She's 27. So she's still got time to maybe develop her game into something more. But I, you know, she was a first round pick to the Sparks seven years ago. Um, so good for mm-hmm. her for landing with a good team and having a, a coach like Coach Wade believe in her. I think that's exciting. Um, if they give her like a full run, I, she's not going to play a full like 36 minutes a game there. Right. Like I imagine she's going to be, no, you know, she's going to be a, a she'll 15, be a depth piece, you know, 15 to 18 minutes, you know, stop gap, but she can go right. out there and still get them eight to 10 points a game and do it efficiently. And that carries you a long way. Like that's, it's players like that, that you make those savvy moves now. And then they look like genius moves in you know, 30, 40 games into the season when it's, it becomes <laughs> like, oh, you're in the first round of the playoffs. You've got some injuries. You don't look the way you thought you were going to look. It's a good thing we have depth. And you're going to have a bunch of teams bemoaning the fact that they don't have depth and blaming their lack of success on the fact that they don't have depth. And it's like, well, there's a whole offseason for you to acquire players that can help you with that. And Chicago knows that, and they're making the moves now to do it. So good for them. I've got one... Uh, I've got one free agency signing that has for some reason been, been absolutely buried in all of the other news. Basically there's been like just like two or three tweets about this, but I think that there's, I think this is a bigger signing than people are giving it credit for. If this eventually goes through Washington mystics signing Elizabeth Williams out of Atlanta. Um, 
Elizabeth Williams, I think, would have been a great re-signing for Atlanta. Uh, Atlanta, again, has so much cap space and haven't signed a soul. And, yeah, like, I, I'm nervous for Atlanta because they have a ton of money and there's really none of these big names that we were hoping they would go out and get. They haven't really done it. It, no. hasn't, it hasn't happened yet. And now they've lost Elizabeth Williams, who, again, Elizabeth Williams isn't, you know, she's not going to go win an MVP, but she's consistently, you know, 10 points a game, six or seven rebounds, a solid interior defender. Um, so I think that, I think that she's a great pickup for somebody, you know, she averages nearly two blocks a game over the course of her career. I think Elizabeth Williams is a solid pickup, especially for, um, a Washington Mystics team who, yeah, you've got Elena Deldon. Yes, you've got, um, uh, Maisha Heinz Allen, you know, but, Apparently you're losing me some and you're losing a little bit of that depth on your interior in your, in your front court. And so I think that I think she could come in and provide some real depth um, and provide some relief. Let's say if a uh, Adela Don, you know, uh, starts to have her back act up or something like that, you know, there, she's just a, a depth piece that really plays starting, you know, ha- has started basically every game of her career since she left Connecticut back in 20. 20- 16, 2015, something like that. 2015, yeah, so yeah. she's a, she's, yeah, she's a solid player. Um, and I think it's a, I think it's a underrated signing by the Washington mystics. Now, is it enough to get the mystics back in the playoffs? I don't know. We'll see, but I do see that there is a lot of, uh, I think the mystics are doing a, a pretty solid job in this off season. Obviously they're also getting Alicia Clark back. Um, I think the mystics could be a, a fun team next year. I don't know if they break into that top tier of teams yet, but I do think that they could play a really fun, you know, five, six seed, maybe a seven seed spoiler heading into the playoffs as I, as it currently sits. That's kind of where I'm, I'm seeing them. Yeah. They're more a team of if, you know, if Alicia Clark and Elena Deladon come back and they get right, suddenly it's going to feel mm-hmm. like, Oh, like they didn't need to do a ton in the off season. They already had a lot of talent. Um, but it's nice. I, I agree. It's a it's a fine pickup. She's been in the league seven seasons now, so she's a you know she's a better in the league. She's not going to do a lot of scoring for you. Her scoring was way down last year, but she'll wrangle some rebounds and she'll be a, a big body to put out there. So you know, again, another high draft pick from the 2015 draft that's still kind of finding her way in the league, even though she's not going to be like grabbing headlines. I think it's a nice pickup by by the Mystics to keep them out of the basement. And I want I want to talk about the basement teams for just a second. There are some teams this off season that just appear like stuck on the side of the road, like zero momentum. <laughs> they are not. <laughs> They're going just anywhere. roadkill. And and like you know who they are. Like I I would put Indiana and Atlanta in that category. And I'm tempted to put Dallas there, but at least I feel like Dallas has a plan. I think Dallas at least made some strides last I, year. I think Dallas, they made the playoffs last year. They've got a ton of youth. They're investing in player development. They're going to try to get, you know, they're going to try to evaluate what they have before they make any rash decisions, which I respect. I would have done that last year, but whatever. So, like, they're on a longer timetable than I would like, but at least Dallas feels like they, you, you might be able to salvage them if you can roll them to a gas station. Like, right. Atlanta and Indiana, just nobody, I mean, they don't have anybody in their front office that's able to successfully pitch, hey, come be the A1 here, we'll build the team around you. And if you're not able to do that, I understand listeners are hearing this right now, similar to our chat before the show, they're thinking like, yeah, but who would want to play there? 
I get it, but it's their job to make those places appealing. Like it's their job to right. say, Hey, like if you don't like our coach, we can fire our coach. If you don't, if you don't like your teammates, like we can fire our teammates. Like we will put a team around you that can win, but like we come here and be our super max type of player. And they don't have anyone that's able to make a convincing argument for that. And so Atlanta's just, they're losing out on free agents. Indiana has been really, really quiet. Um, they also cut Kaiser Grandrezic and, and suspended another, uh, player. Yeah. How do you, their third round? How do you cut like Grandrezic and uh, she was the head of all your marketing. She was the face of your franchise basically last year. And you cut her. And don't do anything else. Yeah, it's if what does she harm? It's never at least being on the bench. It's never about who you fire. It's about who you hire. And if you're getting rid of her to make room for something else, that's fine. But it just but you haven't done that. Like you haven't done it. So (laughs) anyway, that's a long tangent. But like those those teams are just jammed, right? Like they just don't feel like they're going anywhere. Not this off season. Dallas, we're waiting and seeing because they were the seventh seed last year, and I I do think they've got some stuff cooked up. Arike and Mabry are both all-star caliber players. They've got a lot more to work with. So we'll see. I think the Mystics are like easily above all those teams, even though they haven't had the success that we kind of associate them with since they won that title. They've been super injured. We've given them a pass, and I think rightfully so, because of all the injuries. Feels like they have a lot of talent on paper and they just can't put it together. But I think they need to do something this year or it's going to feel like they're slipping, like really slipping. Um, yeah, I, like the, I'd agree with that. The dream of Tina Charles and Elena Deladon being a, a championship duo together, that's out the window now. They got to figure out what their future looks like. All right, Logan, I think that's pretty much the the vast majority of the free agency news. I think the one last thing I would say is apparently um Sophie Cunningham looks to be re-signing with uh Phoenix, which is probably good news for Phoenix because I think if uh, if that wasn't there, they currently only have five players under contract. <laughs> I know Phoenix which, fans will love that. They're, they're yeah, it's a little fans. scary. Yeah, uh, and I think uh, yeah. So I think yeah. Currently, they only had a few players actually under under contract, um, which is really <laughs> really interesting. They've got Tarasi, Skydig, Griner. Shea Petty and I think Bria Hartley are the five that they've got under contract. That might be enough. Um, you know in what? Phoenix, that if might there's be a five, if there's a five to do it, that might be it. Um, but yeah, Sophie Cunningham, Sophie Cunningham coming back. Um, and uh, who knows? Maybe that Tina Charles move comes in, and then all they got to do is just fill in a couple of role yeah. players. Yeah, and, not that, you know, and, and and bench pieces. Not that this free agency hasn't been really fun. But I think you're not going to see a lot of the big, like the big name scorers move until next offseason. Right. I, I think just the, like the way that the CBA kicked in a few seasons ago, every team kind of locked down what they thought their future was going to be for two, three seasons. And it's going to start to break apart next year. You're going to start seeing like Stewie's going to be the headliner. I know uh, Candace Parker obviously owned last offseason and, and rightly so you're probably going to see a lot more of that sort of movement next year. And, and part of that is going to be some of the old guard is going to start phasing out. I mean, Sylvia Fowles, Sue Bird, Tarazi, maybe like there's a lot of players in this league. They're going to leave gaping holes in their rosters, right? Like holes that need to be filled by people who can go score and put up 20 and 10 on a regular basis. And there's not a lot of players out there who can do that. So I, this off season is really fun and it's, and it's a lot of, 
like I've said, like retooling, tinkering, going under the hood and saying like, how can we get a slight edge? feels like next off season is primed to be like, you better have money to spend because there's going to be, there's going to be a lot of players basically sitting at home waiting on 12 phone calls and they're going to take the best offer. Um, right. So you need to prepare for that now, Dallas, in order to have the talent and, and the, like make your team appealing enough now and have the depth now in order to make a convincing argument, Dallas. So <laughs> I hope that, that happens for those teams that <laughs> Not are, to call anybody out or that anything. are kind of falling behind right now, but. I love it. Uh, well, obviously we will be have, uh, we will be putting out a lot more analysis as some of these become official, as the signings start to come through on the first and the second. And as, as we really start to see how things shake up, um, as well as the length and, uh, you know, monetary values of these contracts start to be revealed. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens here. Please stay tuned. Um, hop on Twitter, check Instagram, every, everything else that you want to do there. Um, and Steve and I will be back on the episode on Wednesday night, the second. So make sure you come on to Twitch. You can talk to us there. That's twitch.tv slash WNBA nation. It's super simple. There's a lot of you that aren't hanging out with us over here and it makes us sad because you don't realize how much talking we do before and after the episode, just hanging out with our, our, uh, our friends here on Twitch. And, and it's kind of just a, a fun way that we get to, you know, kind of pull back the curtain of the, of the podcast and, and just be kind of real with our, our, uh, Twitch chat here. So come hang out. Um, and yeah, another episode will be coming out soon. I'm sure discussing all of this. Um, but Logan, anything else that we need to share with our, uh, with our listeners before we, before we call it a night? No, keep an eye on all of our channels. This is super fun. Uh, by the time this episode drops, free agency is going to be heating up with a lot of official news and contract details. So we'll keep you up and up to date on anything like that. But, uh, again, Wednesday's episode, I know, I know Kyle will be on, um, you'll be able to get updates as well, but yeah, stay close to your podcast feed. Um, this is going to be a fun run. I, we have a lot of, uh, plans for the upcoming month or two of off season stuff before uh, a trip to the final four in late March, early April, which we're really excited about. So, uh, we'll definitely be keeping you informed as to what we're going to be doing there. Uh, I know right after this, we're going to be recording an episode that's going to drop this weekend. And it's going to be fun for yeah. you guys. A uh, little, little WMB history type flavor for you coming up. So. <laughs> Awesome. All right, Logan. Uh, it was a blast. I'm excited for free agency. I'm going to have a hard time sleeping tonight and paying attention at work tomorrow because I'm going to be wanting to check my phone can constantly. But for it, for WNBA Nation, I'm Kyle Haywood. I'm Logan Jones. And we got you next time.